On the Michael Medved Show, it is a pleasure to welcome back to the show Senator Rand Paul, Republican of Kentucky. He's the junior senator from the uh, Commonwealth of Kentucky. And Senator Paul, as everybody knows, has been in the news uh, by becoming the deciding vote on this matter of overturning the president's declaration of a border wall emergency. Uh, But Senator Paul, I understand that you are not going to be the last Republican to uh, join this vote in the Senate. No, but I thought it was important enough to go ahead and become visible and public about it because You know, I had been one of the loudest voices against President Obama. I called him a king, said he was acting like a king when he said he had a pen and a phone and he'd jolly well do what he wanted, no matter what the legislature said. And to me, this is a big deal. You know, I was there at the very first tea parties in 2007 even, but really as they grew in 2009, at all the tea parties I went to, they talked about defending the Constitution. They talked about too much power in the hands of one person, one president. They talked about Madison, the separation of powers. They talked about how spending should originate with Congress. These are all things I took to heart, and I thought these were the things we truly believed. Now, I get along with President Trump just fine. I'm actually for more border security. I will actually vote to spend money on, on wall formation down there. But at the same time, Congress has to do that. And if he doesn't get what he wants, I think it's wrong to set a precedent where the president just simply spends money that was not authorized by Congress. You were the 51st vote. And and by the way, I salute you for your integrity and your courage on this, Senator Paul. And I've, I've, I've said that uh, when you weren't on the air as well. And I congratulate you on your position. But uh, you mentioned to the Wall Street Journal, apparently, that you're expecting as many as 10 more Republicans to join the 51 uh, uh, votes uh, the four Republicans are already there joining the 47 Democrats. Yeah, I think there will be, and I, I can't really speak for them yet, uh, but I've had at least between six and eight come up to me and say they uh, will probably vote with me, but uh, nothing certain until they actually either vote that way or publicly announce they're going to vote that way. Some are hoping that the vote goes away. In fact, I think everyone wishes the vote would go away, because even the ones that are going to vote for the emergency, I think, are unsettled by it. You see them on TV saying, well, this wasn't my first choice, but I've got to do it. There's an emergency. And I do think we have problems at our border that need to be fixed. And really, what happens is if Democrats are unwilling to fund these uh, priorities and unwilling to understand there's a problem, then that's what the election becomes about. And the president's already taking it to them on that. And But that's the way it works in our country. We usually just don't get to spend money that the Congress didn't approve. The Supreme Court looked at this in Youngstown Steel case back in 1952 when Truman tried to nationalize the steel industry. The court said there are three different kinds of orders, one in which the president does the will of Congress, one in which the will is murky, And then the final category would be when the president does an order that contravenes or goes against the will of Congress. Well, we shut down the government for a month or two, and the Congress decided and sent to the president, and he assigned and agreed to 1.375, and they explicitly didn't give him what he wanted on the funding. So it sounds to me like there's a very good chance the Supreme Court could say, you know what, this order actually goes against the will of Congress. Well, it's clearly against the will of, of this Congress, and I know that both sides are eager to use this as an election issue, but wouldn't it be better – you said something just before that there are a lot of senators who would really prefer not to take this vote right now. 
Uh, President Trump could avoid that, couldn't he? Because one of the things I've heard talked about is he already has $1.3 billion that Congress authorized, right? So, Plus a billion from last year. So there's really about $2 billion floating out there that uh, not all of it can go to wall, but it goes towards border security. Um, in addition, there's also some money where the legislature has not told him how he has to spend it, and it looks like he does have the freedom to probably get a couple more billion. Really, may some say as much as four or five total. Well, that's uh, what billion. I've heard. That's what I've heard as well, Senator. So, uh, wouldn't it be uh, better to just walk back from this whole issue of a declaration of an emergency and claiming emergency powers, and say, "Look, I've already been authorized." to spend all these billions of dollars. It can build lots of wall. It can hire new Border Patrol agents. Wouldn't that be a win-win for the Constitution and for the President of the United States? Yeah, it'd be so much better. And I think it's really going to be hard on the party because I think voters don't like hypocrisy. And uh, you're already sensing this from some of the legislators who say, well, gosh, I campaigned against my Democrat opponent saying that the president had to have his power, you know, reined in. The power had to be controlled by Congress. And they felt like they would be judged poorly by the voters for now having a different opinion with President Trump. I think that is true. So I think it can hurt us electorally, but it also hurts us because we're, we're supposed to be the party that is the rule of law party, the one that spouts and talks and really sincerely believes in the Constitution and its restraint on arbitrary power. So, no, I do worry that this damages is, damages who we are as a party and what we stand for. So, yeah, I would love for him to pull back the emergency part and just uh, spend the stuff that's already been obligated, uh, that he has some power, it looks like. Most people are agreeing he has the power to spend. So I wish that's what would happen. That's what I keep suggesting to my colleagues. I also suggest, though, that if they either become public or privately go tell Republican leadership, Republican leadership could go to the White House and say, look, it's not 10, it's 15 now, and this is going to be a terrible embarrassment, particularly if they somehow got to 67. You know, how terrible would that look for the president? So I think if we got to that number, he would pull back, but I think that's the only thing that would stop or change his mind at this point. So, And I don't know that we can get that high. I think we can maybe get to 60 which would be, you know, 13 Powerful. senators. Yeah, 13 Republicans, that's a lot, but it's still not enough to uh, override a veto. Well, it, when you talk about overriding the veto, um, if, if President Trump is serious, and I think he is, about really wanting to build a wall, um, there, there are better ways to do it more quickly than having this caught up in court and having this be a big election issue where all the polling shows it's not such a great issue for us right now. People don't really approve of the declaration of, of emergency. Let me ask you about something else, Senator, in the brief time we have. Nobody's known uh, more than you as a strong budget hawk. There's new news today about the ballooning, exploding national debt and deficit. Uh, what, what do we do about it? It's a spending problem. You know, I mean, we have plenty of revenue coming in with the tax cuts and with the growth of the economy. Last year was a bumper year for tax revenue, but we spent mon- spend money even faster than we've ever spent it before. And so we've got to restrain spending. And frankly, I blame Republicans on this uh, as much as Democrats. We had something called the sequester, which was simply spending caps that allowed the budget to actually grow a little bit, but it slowed down the rate of growth of government. 
and it was starting to reform the budget, but the Republican hawks said, oh, we've got to have more military, even though we have we spend 10 times more than, or we spend more than the next 10 countries combined, and yet they wanted more, and the liberals said, we'll give you more military spending if you give us more welfare. So the budget ballooned last year. The omnibus they passed that was thousands of pages long that no one read now gives us close to a trillion-dollar deficit. And once again, I remember the tea parties when we were, you know, going crazy because President Obama had trillion-dollar annual deficits. And again, I I wish you luck on on that issue and so many more. Speaking to Senator Rand Paul, he made his comments about voting to overcome this declaration of emergency at a speech at a Western uh, Kentucky University. And we will we will post uh, some of that on our website at michaelmedved.com.